Hello. Today is March 28, and we are looking at Proverbs 28. Um, such, such good things in here. Such good things in here. I sound stinky um, because I've got the funk that has been going around, but I'm not dying. We are okay. I'm going to start at the end. Um, this is really cool. And really cool. Actually, it's a little bit hard. Um, it's a little bit hard. Verse 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. So, giving to the poor... Uh, our our culture and society has created a bit of a monster when it comes to giving to the poor because we don't understand that there are boundaries in how you do it, who you give it to. Um, you know, we've got so many who literally choose a life of poverty. Now, I know that sounds terrible, but we we particularly saw it um, around the pandemic that we just came out of. And that was people were discovering that they could get those, um, I can't think of what the checks were called that were sent out, but they were discovering that they could get those checks if they weren't working. And they chose to get those checks rather than work. And that's what I mean by choosing poverty. Um, there, there is a, a spirit in the land that prefers to be given things than to work for things. And the scripture is not about um, promoting that. The, the, the Bible way, even though it tells us to give to the poor, it is not about promoting that. I'm going to give you some, some, uh, a one or two, uh, examples of Jesus Christ, not just giving to, to the poorest, not just, all right. So it is in, um, uh, in the, in the parable where he gave one person, one talent, another person, five talents, another person, 10 talents. Talents are, um, like we call them dollars or pennies. It's what they call their money. Um, and so they, the one who doubled it when, when all of the money came in, Jesus took of the, the one talent, the dude who did not turn a profit at all, he cast that dude into everlasting destruction and he took his one talent and he didn't give it to the poorest one. He didn't give it to the one who had least. He gave it to the one who had, who had been the smartest and worked the hardest and had gathered the most. Now that goes completely against how in our modern day we function and how we think. We think, well, we should take that one talent that and first of all, we don't think we should take it from the guy who who didn't reproduce. That that's the first way we think wrong is we don't think we should take it from him. But 
Jesus' example was he's not working. He doesn't deserve it. He's not taken what I've given him and improved upon it. And so take it from him and his plot, his judgment is that he, he has destruction. So that's where we go wrong from the beginning. We, we don't think that we should take it from the person who only has one. We think, well, he needs to be given it. And in fact, our, our logic is not only do we not take the one away from him, but we take from the person who has the most and we give it to the dude who has the little. <laughs> and, and Jesus does the complete opposite. He takes it from the one who has not done anything with it and he bypasses the middle guy and he gives it to the person who has the most because the person who has the most has proven himself to be the wisest. And that's how God rewards people, people who work harder get more. And so we need to understand that when it comes to taking care of the poor, um, I think it was Jesus who said, the poor you have with you always. There are always going to be poor people. And so you have to know the boundaries that the word of God gives for who to provide for and how to provide for them. I um, love the idea of giving people who are standing on the side of the road, holding their signs that say, you know, veteran or um, whatever it is that they're doing. I love the idea of having um little baggies provided that has uh, necessary toiletries to give for them because the same energy that they put into taking turns to stand on the side of the road, you know, they fight over who gets that right to stand there among their own community, among the homeless community. They fight over who gets the right to stand there. They literally come to physical blows. They will fist fight. They will bring blood on each other's faces if somebody takes their spot, what they consider their scheduled place. So they've got it within their system to, um, uh, to, to live by a schedule, to live by a, a custom, a routine, but they won't apply it to working a job. They won't apply it to going into a company. And so, um, uh, for for them, I like having toiletry bags because I do believe it's it's good for me not to hide my eyes from them. Um, but I'm not going to give them money. First of all, I'm I'm assuming they're spending their money on things that are keeping them in the hole, like drugs and alcohol, things that are causing their minds not to be at at its best functioning. Um so because they are dealing with these addictions, I don't want to contribute to those addictions. I had a, a friend tell me one time I was about to give money to a family member who deals with addictions. And she said, Danae, don't you dare give her money. If you give her money, she is going to go spend it on drugs. And by the way, this is a former addict telling me this. She said, you're going to, they're going to go spend it on drugs. And then if she dies of an overdose, that's going to be on you. You were the one who gave her that money to, to where she bought enough to, to die from an overdose. And um, that really hit home with me. And so I, I like giving them things that can help them brush their teeth or wash their face or things like that. Um, I like giving them a bottle of water, something they actually can use. So 
um, and and let's look a little more confines of who you get, who what the Bible says about the poor and how you take care of them. So first of all, um, Deuteronomy. 24, 19 through 29, 21. This is the law that is telling people who have, who own fields or um, fields of, of wheat or corn, um, who own grapevines, um, who, anyway, it's, it's, these verses say if to leave the corners of your field because the poor, their job and duty is to come and harvest from the corners of your field and they're allowed to have that. But there is nothing about taking the, 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 the food to their house, not having them go work for it at all. They need to go work for the food that they eat. The scripture says, if a man does not work, do not let him eat. Um, and so the, the, the boundaries of the Bible, that's not how we in our modern day think, but that is the boundaries of the Bible that gives to the poor. Um, so you, you leave your harvest and it even says if you forgot to cut a certain portion and you remember later, oh, I forgot to cut that corner of the field. No, now it's too late. You were supposed to do it when you're out harvesting. You forgot. And now we're going to consider it as the Lord taking care of them. But it is still the poor's job, the poor's job to go and glean from that field. Um, Isaiah 117 talks about pleading for them, how to take care of them in that way. Um, it's very interesting when you think about the way our modern day thinks about taking care of the poor versus um, the, um, the way the scripture did. Um, Jesus is watching a widow put her her mite, which is like less than a penny, in the offering. And it's important to note that Jesus didn't say, oh, no, you're too poor to give to the offering. No, he did not say you're too poor to give to the offering. He said she's giving more than anybody else. He honored her for doing that, but he didn't stop her from doing that. And so that's something different than the way we typically think of the poor. Um First Timothy five, you guys hear star barking. Give me a minute. I need to get her in. I'm so sorry. UPS guy is here. Star thinks he's a evil, evil person. Well, he's actually driving right through my yard. I'm thinking he's an evil person now. Um, okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's different than how we think. First Timothy 5, verses 5 through 9. Um, 
he, in these verses, Paul is writing and giving some instruction for how to take care of, of poor people. And he specifically says, take care of widows, except if widows are under the age of 60, don't take care of widows who are under the age of 60 because they can work. They have the strength and the youth to still work. He specifically says, do not, he, this whole reference here is talking about taking up money and provisions for poor people and how to take care of poor people among you in the church. But he specifically says, if a widow is under the age of 60, don't, don't give them money. They need to be working for their money. And also within this, it, it specifically says for the family to provide for their own. It's important that families take care of their own poor family members. And it says that if you do not, you are worse than an infidel. If you do not provide for your own, you're worse than an infidel. Um, and then Galatians 6.10 says to do good to all men, especially of the household of faith. So one of the things that I specifically do um, in my efforts to give to the poor is um, I don't, I cannot give to every single poor person that is in the world. Um, I don't, I, first of all, I don't have enough money to do that. But secondly, um, I, if, if I do get some money that I'm not expecting and I, I will particularly give it to, I, I take on that, that example of the parable where Jesus used that example to give that one mite to the dude who had doubled his. And I just look at people that are in my own church that, um, have been faithful. Um, you know, they, they, they are, uh, they're doing their best. They're faithful and I give it to them. Um, I, I would rather give my money to somebody who is in the household of faith that is just as poor as the person that's not living for the Lord, not giving their life, their time, their energy. They're not spending their gas money to drive to church. They're not um, putting their widow's mite in the offering plate. No, if I come up with some money, I'm giving it to people that are in the church and I'm doing it anonymously. And yeah, anyway, that's how I'm doing it. Um, if, if you belong to Souls Harbor, then just so that you know, one of the things that we do is we give money to an organization in Ocala called um, Brothers Keeper. And if anyone from the community, not of our church, but of the community comes knocking, wanting some money, because that happens all the time. People will come to a church, assuming the church is going to give them money uh, for their rent or for their electric bill or for their whatever. And when they show up, we tell them we we donate to Brothers Keeper, and Brothers Keeper actually um, like does a, a check and makes sure that the money is actually needed, and then they pay the company directly. So anyway, when give to the poor, but, but understand that there are parameters. The Bible actually gives very, very clear parameters for how you give to the poor. Um, and, and let's look at this verses 9, verses 19. He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. The scripture is all about working hard. Just get out and work hard. If you've only got a little, a little bit, work hard with your little bit. Um, 
all of us wish we had more money. Um, and then he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. All right, let me let me combine these two. He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. And so the scripture over and over talks about how we have to work hard. Um, and we've got to be careful about following after vain persons. Because when we spend our energies trying to keep up with, with people on social media, what they look like, movie stars, local celebrities, when we spend all of our time and energy trying to impress and look like these vain persons, well, then we, we don't have the energy to till our land. We don't have the energy to be faithful. Um, we would rather get rich quick. He that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. We we Social media... Uh, television, they constantly are talking about how to get rich fast. Um, and it, that's, this is just not the case. He that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. No, just do take, plan on taking the long way around, providing for yourself, providing for your family, and don't, don't chase after these vain people. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to actually end with this right here. My body is not feeling well. I'm going to wrap this up right here. Verse 8. He that by usury and unjust gain increaseth his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. So, you know, we see people in this world that are cheating people to get ahead. They're they're trying to get rich quick. And they're they're... By usury and unjust gain. Usury is um, like loaning people money, like loan sharks, loaning people money at outrageous uh, interest rates. He that by usury and unjust gain increaseth his substance. This person that is doing that, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. So he's trying to get rich quick, but the Lord's going to cause something to happen in the system that's going to end up putting what he's gathered, giving it over to a person that's going to take care of poor people. Um, and what struck me about this is, is that the understanding that this is the reality. This is how God allows things to work out. And so if we're not careful, we can get really caught up fighting against these people who are by usury and unjust gain increasing their substance. They're abusing people. They are being ugly toward the poor. They are taking advantage of somebody's difficult situation where perhaps they lost a job or, and, and they're increasing their own wealth. And if we're not careful, we're going to get really focused on them and we're going to spend our time and energy fighting them. We might even enlist um, the law and take them to court and spend our energies doing that and miss out on family time and miss out on um, improving and increasing love within a family and a marriage and and miss out on taking care of our own property and tilling our own ground and all of that because we're so ate up with the fact that these people are not doing it right. They are not being fair. They are not being just. And you're correct in that. But 
just let the Lord do his work. Don't, don't spend your time and energy on it because the Lord will have vengeance. The, geez, God said, vengeance is mine. And so let the Lord take vengeance because the Lord's outcome is this substance that this person has gotten by, by unjust means. It's going to end up falling into the hands of those who will pity the poor. Let the Lord do his work. Don't spend your energy fighting them. Just just let the Lord do his work. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, saith the Lord. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Thank you for joining me today. I love you. God bless you. Bye-bye.